0: What up? What up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall, and I'm with my guys, Robbie and Rohit, to talk about some sneaker releases. Going to be a short episode, I think, but who knows? We got a lot to talk
1: about. But first, how you guys doing? Go ahead, Rohit. No, I was just gonna say I was gonna give it to the Mister Worldwide, Robbie Felici. I have butchered your name again, much like you butchered all these personal mileage records. Because you're every time I look up in your Instagram story, you're in a different time zone. How are you? When'd you get back?
2: I'm good. Just today, what's funny is I had to Google. I realized Nick said R&R with our names, and we're rich and rare. That's the whiskey I was thinking of. Very cheap Canadian whiskey, but rich and rare.
1: I see. Uh, I thought if Nick wanted to go buy Rick Engvall in this episode, we could do the RRR, because that's the Netflix movie everybody's asking me about, because I think I'm senior Indian correspondent in a lot of people's lives. I haven't seen the movie yet, but maybe this weekend.
0: Well, my dad's name just happens to be Rick. Well, Richard, oh, but he perfect. goes by Rick. So.
1: Woo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, do we have any reviews? We haven't we haven't read one in a while. I don't know if we actually have any to look at, but
1: uh, the last one I see on our Apple podcast page is from Sawyer40 on April 18th. Apologies if this is read, we're just going to read it. The podcast makes me happy. So much of life is about vibes, and this podcast and the community surrounding it cultivate a welcoming center of ideas and experiences. I look forward to every episode. I've been dealing with some stuff recently in life, and hearing these good conversations has really improved my own vibrations. Thanks to Nick and the gang. Sawyer, I hope you're in a much better place now, because this was written in April, and I think we're in July now, if my month math is correct. But thanks for being a fan. Thank you for listening. If you're a member of our discord, say hi to us. We just want to make sure you're doing good or well, if you're an English teacher.
0: Likewise. Thank you, Sawyer. And definitely, uh, hop in the discord, check in. Let's see, let's, let's make sure everybody's all good.
2: 100%. And if we haven't had a review since April, maybe we need to change that. So if you're listening first time returning, whatever type of listener, make sure you drop a review.
0: Yeah, would be much appreciated. All right, so we're going to start it off with some rocking and copping.
2: Yeah, Rose's already going for the box. I can hear the paper going, so yeah, we'll to go ahead and I, share. I'm
1: the noisy kid in the kindergarten class who can't control himself during hide and seek. So, a quick cop the cannon. Nice. with nice. like the DJ Drama mixtape. I can't do it that well, but these were a shoe. Saw them on StockX, like the price of them, so I went for it. And yeah, these are pretty fire. Pardon the bad pun. And as for what I've been rocking, it's it's the Monarch lifestyle from now until infinity. So thank you to my daughter, Sonny for allowing me to join that exclusive club.
2: Are those the OG LeBron 9 cannons?
1: I believe so. I didn't think that they retroed because I would have waited for the retro if I knew it was on the horizon.
2: I didn't think it was retro. It might. Who knows? But very good pickup. I used to own that one. One of my favorite shoes to own from the LeBron line. Personally, like wrote said, I've been traveling a lot. The beatnik has been the, the plane companion choice. Um, today was just a, a horrible travel. Like, there was, baby took a poop multiple times in front of us, um, and I like, threw, like, the toy over. I'm not, like, a grump, but it's like, man, this baby did not want to be on this plane. I was front row seat to this, that shit show, literally. Um, a lot going on. A lot going on. But um, came back to some sweet, awesome mail. So for my copping, it's actually these really, really good Chuck Taylors. Uh, they're adorable. It's from Sky High Farm, which is based in the Hudson Valley, they're a group that grows and distributes food to those who need fresh food, help with education. This they have like a clothing brand that helps support what they do. This is their logo for that, and it's like. Kind of my vibes. It's like low key sexual, like that strawberry and that moon or are... okay. So th- that strawberry is making out with the moon. So that that strawberry is definitely feeling something, Um, and I'm all here for it. And then we have on the medial side uh, a little twist on the normal converse logo. Just putting a little smiley face where the Chuck Taylor All Star is. It uh, says "Feed your neighbor, love your neighbor" on the side, which is a very important thing to remember. Um, a really cool insole too. Uh, last part just with their logo, the sky high farm. And that's where like that sexual moon and strawberry thing come from. All jokes aside, you know, great pair of Chuck 70s. Very well made. Uh, thank you Converse for sending them my way. I wear Chuck 70s probably more than any other shoe at this point. And I'm not mad about it. I just need some low tops, man. All these high tops make my sweaty ass feet, sweaty ass feet. <laughs> But uh, on the bicycle, riding the bike around Portland, I've been loving the fit and the comfort of those. So go pick them up. Support something positive. Another great collab. But, but, what about the you, Moon
1: is a gracious lover, I must say. Yeah. Very efficient, despite being hands-free. Or being hands-free. So kudos to you, Moon, for making it work. Because that's what love is sometimes. Making it work in spite of ourselves.
2: I don't want to say what drug that strawberry is on. But she's definitely down to be just, like, felt. So... She's I on feel the love. Like she's
1: on love. That's the most high-inducing drug that there is. Anyway, Back. speaking of love, Nick Engvall, what are you rocking? What are you copying, you lovely, lovely man?
0: Actually, Reebok sent over the Iversons. Answer four. Gorgeous. Uh, so this colorway, not to be confused with the colorway that's on my shirt that you can get at sittingtreasure.com. I've got a few of them left. But this colorway is one of the few original colorways that I did not get so thank you Reebok for sending these over. I rocked them today. They are absolutely one of my favorites. Kind of just one of those shoes that went missing in my life, but I always wanted it. It was one of the shoes that stood out way back in the day because obviously I'm a huge Iverson fan, and during the 2001 Finals he wore those shoes, but they never really were. You know they they were out, but they just never they never made it onto my collection you know i just couldn't get them um so that was that was what i, to I rocked back
2: what and say thank you also i got those from reebok and <laughs> never got to show them off either so yeah, double thank they're,
0: you they're great the, the i mean reebok's been doing really good stuff with the question or the you know iverson line questions and answers i think too it's really it really speaks to like some of the other stuff that's out there right now when you can get like you get a shoe and there's like a wow factor of the quality of it compared to some of the other shoes that you get. So, um, but speaking of sneaker history, merch and new pickups, I picked up this pair of hirachis for the summer that I've been wanting to get for quite some time. Um, it's just one of my favorite colorways of the Harachi and it may or may not be some of the merch that we're going to do next. So, uh, inspired by this. So keep an eye out for that.
2: Can we just take like a 15 second rant just to say Reebok gets some flack sometimes for making the same kind of same five, six shoes over and over again. But those same five, six shoes are done extremely well. They're heritage lines and they're fun to wear and they make you happy. Who cares? (laughs) Make those same five or six shoes over and over again.
1: No, they've taken the in and out model where it's like we have five items on our menu and we do it almost better than 98% of people on there. And then... Similar to what we see Nike do in terms of keeping Sue fresh, I think Reebok's done a fantastic job memorializing Allen Iverson for this new generation, and maybe memorializing's too dire of a word, but they've done a really great job of showcasing his ambassador side, if you will, because there's been nobody greater in terms of being a fan from an older era of the newer era of players. So kudos for Reebok to tapping that in and kudos to Alan Iverson for continuing to be a bright light in spite of the fact that for so long, many people thought he was a thug or a hoodlum or something like that, which is very distressing.
0: Oh, well said. Well said. Yeah. I I can't say enough about where they're at with the, the Iverson line. I mean, it's as a like super diehard fan who has literally hundreds of questions and, and answers. It's tough to, it's tough to, to balance it because like, I just, there's just no way I can continue to buy more and more and more and more and more. But I also Mm -hmm. want to, because every time I get them, the quality is on par with what I would expect from like original stuff. And they're, they're, colorways for the most part, there's a few crazy ones that are just not my style, but the colorways have had like cool storylines, you know, like this one obviously is kind of one of the OG ones, but they came out with those, those Philadelphia Eagles yeah. Eagles joints that were like the quality on those is awesome. And you know, that, that story is if you were an Iverson fan to Rowett's point, like he was labeled as a thug cause he didn't dress the part the way the league wanted everybody to wear suits, but he, he was like, he looked like the way we all dressed then, right? It was like baggy jeans, baggy sh- shorts, baggy jerseys, everything to accessorize yourself you possibly could, and a fresh pair of sneakers, you know. So,
2: well, just when you think about it, every pair Answer Fours are just on point, like material-wise, more retro. And like LeBron, young LeBron with his flip phone or Nokia, was also wearing big jerseys, probably a McNabb jersey too. And as they start bringing back LeBron's retros, we're going to see LeBron 2 or a few LeBron 2s come out here in the next year or so. But Nike seems to also be treating his stuff with reverence. Uh, There are not too many colorways, not too many crazy ones. There's a couple new LeBron, like the LeBron 9 has a colorway that's two or three that are still sitting on Nike.com. I almost bought one just to buy it. Cause so I like LeBron nines, but I think the two stuff we're going to be seeing is going to be really, really cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, Nike has been really, I, I love that they've been selective about it in a little, a little coast holding the cards close to the chest t- towards the line. Because I think as you know, obviously we're all Jordan fans through and through, but like the longer it goes, the, f- the further from like the expectation of greatness that you expect from Jordan brand, especially the retro product new stuff. And we'll get into this probably in this episode, but new stuff is completely different, right? You've talked about it a lot, Robbie. And, and I think, you know, we're looking at the 37 dropping again, and we're going to end up having that same conversation about like how, like that's really the pinnacle basketball shoe year in year out, but retro product, because it's become so massive and mainstream, you know, it's, it's, they're very selective about what they actually put a lot of effort into keeping up the quality of materials, the supply side, obviously needing enough in the marketplace, all that, which is, you know, there's so many things that go into that, but I just also saw, um, I guess jumping into the conversations. I also just saw that the airship is coming back in a bunch of colorways, which, you know, I hope that the quality of those is up to the standard that everyone, you know, they didn't release the white and reds that, you know, kind of were the most famous, but, that MJ wore in his first, you know, half dozen or half season, I guess, basically. Um, But, you know, hopefully they they do that justice because that shoe's been kind of hidden in the archive for so long. I know as as the people that care about that shoe get older and older, many of them move out of sneakers completely and the rest of them are very hesitant to, to get excited about it because you just don't want to see the same thing happen that's happened with a lot of the Jordan retros. And, you know, again, circle back, like the LeBron retros so far have been really well done. Most of the colorways have been super on point, even if if they were new. And, you know, they've brought back some of the better, I think, you know, colorways anyway as retros to kind of like re, reinvigorate the whole line. But speaking of LeBron retros, I know you're, you're probably the biggest LeBron fan, Robbie. So I want to speak about the two, the white and gold colorway that, that just popped up over the last couple of days.
2: Yeah, there's like a white and gold that's been showing up in Asian markets, Asian markets, and it's also like a Maccabee gold and white that's supposed to be dropping. What's really cool about the LeBron 2, and honestly, every LeBron retro that I've bought, to your point about hoping the airship materials are good, the LeBron materials are good across the board, like above average, not just good. They're expecting you to pay top dollar for these LeBrons, and at least, not at least, they're providing... A great material, you know, makeup across all the retros. The ship, I noticed in all these photos I'm seeing of like the white and orange and the white and yellow airships, nobody has flash on. Nobody, and which you don't need to take photos with flash on, but like we all know a lot of modern Nikes in white leather have like a really plasticky polyurethane coating on top that just looks like. Why we talk so heavily about the answer four being really good? I'm <laughs> um, just kind of compare the two. Is like answer four materials versus like that gr Nike white leather is night and day. Like you cannot compare the two. And I think the LeBron two with it having still traditional leather build. There's that mesh. There's mesh panels. There's leather panels. Um, and then there's laser panels, right? Uh, I think some perforated panels around the ankle, but. That's going to have to be something where it can't be. And, and and if it is, there's going to be a lot of people who are in the younger side of old heads who were like you were just describing kind of more jaded, like maybe Kirk falling out of love with shoes or they're very, I would say picky or particular, like right. And Nike had in his 30 late thirties, doesn't want to hear about, you know, a cool Adidas coming out. They've made their bed mentally. Like they want Nike stuff. So like somebody really wanting LeBron product, like me, if that leather on those quarter panels are bad, I'm going to be like, gosh, oh, like I bought this. I love it. I've always like the, the Maccabee colorway is great. Uh, I love it. I like so much about it, right? I would buy it either way, even though I have like a rule. I'm trying to uphold of buying less gold shoes. Like there's only so many gold shoes you need in a repertoire. So I'm, I think the materials are going to be good. This colorway might be skippable just because, like the black and red supposed to be coming, the the white and navy. Um, there's going to be a couple drops, right? So buying this first one isn't the most top priority. But I think overall, I'm extremely excited about what the two's going to be doing. They're going to do a great job handling it, and um, that airship. I would not hold my breath. <laughs> Sad- saddens me to say, um, I think they're going to give the LeBron way more love.
0: But as they say, you know, a sucker born every minute to buy the uh, the gr leather from Nike. That'd be me. Flight 89s anyone? You know?
2: Yeah, White no flight eighty nine. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough.
1: I think it it is interesting to me that. It almost seems, and maybe you guys can decode the method of the bandits of how Nike is releasing these different retros. Because I think we started off with the sevens, we've gone a little bit in the eights and nines, and now we're dipping back into the twos. And I think it's really unique and kind of strange that they're coming up with this player edition that I didn't think had that much of buzz associated with it. To Robbie's point, I think we saw LeBron wear this during a preseason game against Maccabi or Maccai Tel Aviv. And, yeah, it's a cool shoe, but I think the white gold motif has kind of been done for a little bit, even though I'm a big fan of it. But if this is something that we have to buy in order for them to open the floodgates, I think enough people are going to make the necessary sacrifice to say, yeah, I'll go ahead and buy this because it's not necessarily buying it for this shoe. It's buying it for the shoes that are bound to come, so the red and blacks, the navies. So,
2: What's tough about the white and gold thing is I think – any of us and most of our listeners have that devil on their shoulder right after the angel says, you don't need any white and gold, but the devil says, but damn, that that white and gold or black and gold look really good together. Like there's a reason why they keep doing that. And just like, it's not the most needed colorway, but if it, you know, if it looks good, it looks good. And the two well, is absolutely. The model. It
1: goes back to the power Rangers. Everybody wants to be Tommy. Nobody wants to be Billy.
2: Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, Billy wasn't, I don't know who I wouldn't want to be. Um, I guess being a little boy, the yellow one, like, oh, I don't want to be the yellow or pink. Trini. It's okay. Yeah. But the white bad for is
1: definitely the coolest. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and he had the talking sword. But this isn't Power Ranger history, this is sneaker history. So I think we're all looking forward to it. And like you guys had mentioned, this is already available in Asia. So maybe some of our listeners across the seas have a thought of you. In terms of, okay, what do we like about this shoe? Is this something you guys can tell us about in terms of the leather quality? Because so much of my recent purchases, to echo Robbie sentiment, is the fact that other people will tell me, oh, don't bother. The quality on this is so bad, it's not even worth it. Or conversely, I'm surprised they went this nice for this particular style, given the fact that we've always kind of put our retros in seemingly higher quality than the current performance shoes.
2: The One of my favorite shoes I wear almost once a week the Lebronno Palmers there's a full size run like every size sitting on nike.com right now which blows my mind because that's like one of the hottest samples ever made i I paid retail I, I paid retail and shipping like from from a from a boutique because I was like oh I missed them on sneakers I want this shoe so bad and now they're sitting here so maybe like not buying the Maccabee right away could lead to you know maybe finding a, a good little discount on it but I'm shook that the LeBron O'Palmer first-hand testament, it's great. Go buy a pair. If you've never owned a pair of LeBron 9 Lowe's in your life, they are cushiony. They feel great. Man, I can't believe that shoe. is Every single size is sitting there.
1: Thank you for that reminder. I will be purchasing on swoosh. Thank you, Uncle Phil. Thank you, Uncle LeBron.
2: Yeah, let me get mine. I can return it. I'm kidding. I'm keeping mine. (laughs) But that's a crazy, crazy good deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I could definitely co-sign the LeBron 9. That colorway is not... For me, but I love that shoe. uh, oh, it's hard the to wear. wear for sure. Yeah, but so speaking of quality, Nike's Nike's dropping a new pair of white on white Air Force One lows that are titled Fresh. Uh, I think this month, if I read correctly, and the idea behind them is they're like a, a, a premium version. So we talked a lot about the uh, John Elliott Air Force One. I know Robbie has co-signed that many times. I've co-signed it, even though I don't own a pair. You know, there's plenty of people: Brandon Edler, Mitch Jacobs, Jacques Slade. Everybody, when that shoe came out, was like, "Wow, this is how a luxury Air Force One should be." But the fresh version I just read today is supposed to, of uh, like, uh, be kind of prevent. I-, I don't know. Is it not preventative, but like it is sort of? It's supposed to be designed to prevent creases. I don't know. I don't even know what to think about that.
2: I don't know if this is the same shoe, but in my research before episode, there was another Air Force one with a toothbrush. Did you happen to see, is it the toothbrush one? It says Air Force One since 82 on the side of it. um, It's like, you know, keep it all clean. It's, It's crazy to me. I have to also admit, I loved in the past tense my John Elliott. So things are so heavy they they're beautiful. The construction's great, but they have really heavy metal aglets that click and they were overall heavy. So I sold them. They went they they went up on eBay and sold very fast last week. So to the departed, thank you for your service. But quality-wise great. And I think everybody I mean, I got rid of them cuz I have a I have more than a couple. I think it's a white Air Force One, be it triple white or white with like a black mini, whatever variant, let's say it's 90% white or more. You you just have like Superman like powers. It's like such a crazy feeling. And everybody from Fat Joe to your favorite crazy uncle listener has talked about, oh, you got to keep those crispy or you got to get rid of them at X amount of thing. People are crazy about their Air Force One cleanliness. So I think this motif is kind of, a little extra, but just it really is storytelling when it comes like the lineage of the people who enjoy that model.
0: Yeah, totally. And yeah, I just looked at so the fresh version is different. The anniversary edition uh actually has like Nike Air written out on the heel, and that's the one that comes with the toothbrush. And there's actually like to your point about like just like a, a you know, ten or twenty percent color pop, I think there's like two or three versions of that shoe. I know I saw a blue swoosh version i think there was like a burgundy one a while back but just i remember seeing the toothbrush with those i mean i'm obviously not air force one person like only white on whites i wear for the most part are uh you know question lows from i don't know 2013 or something which i still have multiple ds pairs so um but I, i respect the shoe and the stories and the people behind it you know to robbie's point there's so many people that like had a had a a huge part in like making that shoe such a cultural phenomenon. And like all the way from the marketing side at, you know, widening Kennedy through Bobito, and, you know, like you said, uh, up until like fat Joe and, and, and honestly, even like, you know, Virgil and taking that and, and spinning his version. And then he and Nike and Louis Vuitton creating their version of the white on white, you know, like there's been so many variations of it. And I think like, it's just cool that they're actually celebrating the Air Force One. I know that people were, you, you know, people people can't, like, a brand can't celebrate enough from a consumer perspective, but, like, you can't possibly celebrate a shoe for 12 months straight, otherwise you end up with, like, what happened with the Air Force 25, and you get all these, like, shoes that people just didn't care for, or they they just couldn't afford to buy that many sneakers, so I'm, I'm actually happy that it took a little bit longer for them to like roll out and and just have like you know i guess like a better strategy and a little bit more thought process behind it but also like leaning into the white on whites right you need to have just the like white on whites are are the the king of all air force ones no matter who you ask and there are some great colorways and there's some really cool stories and great collabs but it's the white on whites you know that that make it so great across all everyone in the on the planet basically so i think it's really cool that they're doing that and the toothbrush is a cool little accessory nice little accoutrement
1: yeah accoutrement is probably the best way of describing it one thing i do like because i am one of those people that will crease a shoe within five minutes of wearing it so this is something that may actually allow me to contemplate buying a fresh crispy white pair because you know i have to support my fellow statesman nelly and his air force one opus but at the same time it is something to be said about the fact that whenever I think of summer, with all due respect to the LeBron palmers of the world, the white-on-white is the shoe of the summer, and so mu- you can do so much with it, and it's always going to look clean. So anything to kind of continue that feeling of an extended summer, I'm all for. But yeah, let me see this toothbrush in real, uh, real time and see how many out of the four out of five dentists would recommend me wearing this shoe all year round.
2: Any shoe, right? but the air force one in particular, I'd even say like a white pair of chucks and like a white superstar. It's like the the white shoes of summer. My white, my white cement Jordan fours this weekend officially became for the streets. Um, because they are, they got like, you know, the deep leather scuff, white leather where it's like, Oh, even if I clean this, these are now cooked. So they now belong to the streets. Um, We had a good, we we, we had a good amount of
0: monogamy. I was going to
1: say, for somebody that says uh, they're low-key sexy, you're very high-key sexy, the way you describe these uh, obituaries for your shoes. I mean, (laughs) some shoes are meant for the streets, some are meant for the home, and I'm glad uh, you found that distinction for that Jordan white pair.
2: The thing is, I had to go, my first time in Chicago, I had to bring those. I brought Chicago ones. Like, there's two obvious names. But the white cements I didn't just have to like wear them to, like dinner. Like I had to, like wear them in Chicago and be amongst the other tourists. So this, you know, that's basically what it felt like all the time. So just yeah, for the streets, they now belong to the streets. But they're white I mean, they still look good. It's a white pair of Jordans. But this the white Air Force One, I think it it really does give you superpowers.
0: So, last on the list for uh, upcoming releases, the Jordan Thirty Seven got unveiled. What do you guys think?
1: I'm looking forward to seeing it continue to be the best performance, uh, best performing shoe we see on a year to year basis. As of right now, this initial colorway doesn't intrigue me enough to buy right off the bat in terms of one to rock on the streets like. Robbie had previously mentioned, but the technology behind this is crazy. Cause I mean, reading the press release, they've incorporated at least two different types of weaves if I'm reading this correctly. But what do you think, Rob?
2: It does not look as good as the 36. I'm not going to say it, it plays any worse or better, but I've gotten a couple runs in the 36 and it's like, it's, it's, it's a chef's kiss of a shoe and it passes the real like basketball shoe test. But like you see it on TV, then you see it on your own feet you see, like in the reflection, and like you keep having your eyes catch it, and they feel good. So that's a, that's a really hard, hard mark to surpass. I, I think the thirty-seven heritage, the way they carry it over, isn't really. It's just not as strong as the thirty-six. I think the 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 Zion two looks a little bit better than the thirty-seven. If we're being one hundred percent honest, um, it can still be a workout horse. It can still be a great thing. Uh, just the upper, uh, the synthetic area, like the, where the weave is, um, uh, it reminds me a lot of like the, the Addy exoskeleton stuff, right? Like the Addy frame, sprint frame, uh, type of just like mesh composite stuff they were doing. And we don't do that anymore for a reason. It rips super easy. Um, I'm not saying this is going to rip, but just in my experience with something that looks like that. That's the first five I got the outsole looks great. Not to just talk everything negative. The hair looking outsole phenomenal looks really good, but I'm sure it's going to be a great performance basketball shoe. There's going to be really good PEs of it, but just this launch colorway is like, ah, not as good as the 36 launch.
0: So it's interesting. Cause like the thing that stuck out, stuck out for me on the, uh, On the press release was it's leno weave or something like that is the name of the material on the upper but it's it's like it says it's supposed to have like a handmade touch or something which is just a intriguing i guess like i I don't know what that means but it's supposed to be lighter and and you know a, a new technology in that leno weave so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of translates into other stuff so uh, the one thing that I kind of wanted to ask you guys is I I don't know. I don't know if I like the 30. I think I like the 36 better. I don't have a pair, though. Um, when I get a pair, I definitely will probably try to get a pair of 37s and kind of always do that just because I like comparing and stuff. But each of these models over the past, you know, f- what, seven years has been inspired by the corresponding original release right so the 36 was tied to the six with colors with some of the the shapes the design aesthetic all that stuff the 37 is the same this one is or one of the colorways that that kind of was unveiled is supposed to be the hair colorway which is like the outsole is obvious tie to the seven do you guys like the six or seven better and then does that is it the same for the 36 and 37?
1: For me, I've always thought the six and seven are a little bit interchangeable in a sense. So in that regard, I don't lean one way in particular from one to the other. Just going off of the initial look, I prefer the 36, but I think to the point both of you have made, a Jordan shoe, especially the current iterations of them, are to be judged on the court. So I have to make sure I do my due diligence and get back on the hardwood and play let's say five to ten games in each of them because i think that's where i'm going to truly make the measure of what this shoe is and what's the better product because i don't see them as stylish as the six and the sevens in spite those homages to it and i guess the other question i have is is there any other homage that we may be missing because yeah the outsole is as evident as day but i was wondering if there are any other hidden homages that maybe we stumble upon with newer and newer colorways being released
0: I mean, for me, like the, the, I, I need to look closer at it, but I, the, the six colorways and some of the design stuff, like on the tongue and that. Yeah. I like the six better. So it, it's, it's kind of natural that I like the 36 better at first glance. Um, with, with the 37, I mean, there's, there's like the, the liner and the heel pull like stand out to me, but the, The rest of the shoe, I thought it was really interesting that the pictures that were released were very, almost like, they were almost like hiding the full design of the shoe in a sense. Like maybe they're really early samples and they didn't want to like expose everything about them because it definitely doesn't give like that traditional side profile, quarter view, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, hey, this is coming soon. Here's the press release. Here's some beauty like shots that are, you know, very beautiful sh- photos and super creative, but they're almost very like elusive in like revealing the shoe. And I think that's a really interesting approach because I, I know that's a part like making these like kind of like super either zoomed in or very specific shots is always a part of the thinking, the marketing, the strategy, etc. But it's really interesting to kind of see that now and think, well, I don't remember a shoe being unveiled like this. And maybe I'm off. If I am, let us know in the comments. Yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't it's not something I remember significantly from another release, right? Of like being so kind of veiled in its release really, in its press release, I guess.
2: I don't remember it either. And to kind of answer the the questions in the room, I like the seven more than the six. I think the seven's infinitely more comfortable to wear. And a pair of Jordan sixes. Sixes are extremely stiff. Uh, But I like the 36 more. To all of that. And talking of colorways. And will they bring it back. Or like repurpose. The 35 dropped with the anti-gravity machine. Nickname. And that tied into like you know. Oh Michael Jordan jumps so high. It's like he has anti-gravity machine. You know so like. They can use like the. They can use indirect direct ways of you know tying in a shoe but this I can't think of of, of a Jordan either I think maybe the 28 because you know, nobody liked that shroud the first time um, they, they recalled some 38 colorways before like they dropped and they took them back off the shelves right away um, I don't know I'll, what I do know is that I'm very interested in this double stacked four foot zoom air strobel and the 37. That sounds really cool, but uh, colorways wise. Yeah. 36 wins and we'll have to see LeBron two wins. Honestly, of, of all of the shoes we've talked about, I think LeBron twos and has some crazy colorways.
0: That was going to be my closing closing question. So how about you wrote, which out of the shoes that we've, Talked about is, no. is the, the must-have. I think it's
1: a LeBron 2, just because of the fact that it's unique. It's not necessarily one of the upper echelon LeBron shoes, but it tells that story in terms of, okay, we're kind of emptying the vault. And I mentioned this earlier, but it's the possibility of the vault opening and a lot of the content's dropping out. So I think the LeBron 2 is the clear winner out of the three we discussed about today.
0: Yeah, I think for me, too, like the, the LeBron 2 – not necessarily the white and gold, um, gold and white colorways, but I'm I'm really curious to see what what else comes. You know, like the the navy kind of USA colorway. I just I like the lasering on the LeBron Two a lot, and I think that it's really interesting that they chose the two kind of to your point earlier. Row the the strategy of like retros and stuff is really interesting, and I I hope that someday. LeBron comes out and is like, these are actually the, this is actually the order that I love these shoes the most in. And that's why they came out this way. Cause I feel like there's some, there's some like interesting reason for all of this, right. It's, if you look at the LeBron line, you know, clearly the zoom generation was kind of like the priority, which, you know, like getting to be a part of that launch in my, in my career was amazing. Um, and then like to, to go to like the, the eight and the nine which arguably are some of the most comfortable shoes, comfortable basketball shoes, period. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and even off the court, like the comfort is like, like it's a shoe you could throw on and wear every day. I think it's really interesting. And I I would love to hear like the real reasons why they're going in these, in these orders and bouncing around, but I love it. And it also keeps us on our toes, right? It's like, Oh, is that coming? You know, like, are we going to get into the soldier line? Like what, what else is coming? You know, like, let's see what else is coming down the road. Cause I, I, I think the LeBron line, you know, he's 20 years deep now. There's so many to pull out of that catalog that is going to excite us for very specific moments in his career that, you know, no other player has that, not even MJ, not even Iverson. You know, like 20 years worth of, of great shoes. 20 years worth
1: of great shoes. You also have the Warrior line. You also have the PS line. Like he is a shoe marketer. Like that's one thing LeBron has always kind of done well that even Jordan has to applaud where he's able to differentiate these products enough that they feel like they're their own living, breathing line. But then to your point, we have a buffet. So if you are team LeBron, let's say in terms of team Jordan, there is a depth to that pool that I don't even think MJ has, if we're being honest, because the 20s are kind of mad, like a lot of us in our 20s. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. All right, well, that's a that's a, a great conversation. What do you want to see next from the LeBron line? Are you grabbing the twos? How do you feel about the 36s? How many pairs of Air Force Ones are you going to pick up for the anniversary this year? Let us know in the comments. Um, let, guys, let them know how they can find you on other platforms.
1: You can find me on Instagram at Rohit. Oh, got Cut. You can find me on Instagram at RoadM13. You can find me on Twitter at Roheasy. You can find me at Sneaker History. You can find me at Exhaust Notes. Holler, at your boy.
2: I think you're on mute?
1: And my lobby, you yeah, he-
2: yeah, you can hear me talking to myself at R A H B E E seven hundred two on just Instagram. I deleted Twitter, so only uh. one.
1: That's why you're looking healthier. There's a glow about you, Robbie, that I was going to ask you if that was the travel, but I clearly know it's you giving the finger to Elon Musk. So I'm very jealous that you're able to do that.
2: Nah, it's all the eating. Nick, where can they find you?
0: Well, I actually took about a month plus off of Twitter and just popped back on today. So you can find me at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. More importantly, follow at Sneaker History everywhere. But hit that link in the first link in the description to join us on the discord and have a conversation with the rest of the community. It is my favorite place on the internet. So you're going to have some great conversation and meet some great people. Thanks all for watching, listening, tuning in, leave us a review. If you haven't, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.